Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I'm looking forward to today's discussion. Today, we're talking about technology and kid ministry. Now, I know some of you are like, oh, technology. Oh, no. Don't turn this off. This is actually going to help you. You're going to say, oh, thank God for technology, Uh, especially if you're serving in a small to medium-sized church where staff and, and volunteers are at a premium right now, and you may be struggling with how do I get all this stuff done uh, I know it can be hard. Um, I was just talking off air with my guest about what a challenge it is sometimes when you're one of a few leaders and you're trying to deal with all of the downloading of curriculum and prepping and, and getting technology set up. And I remember spending hours on hours downloading curriculum to thumb drives and plugging it in on TVs and testing it and making sure the instruction sheet was there. So the next volunteer could figure out how to turn it on and queue it up and, And then every Sunday I would be running around uh, being IT guy uh, because somebody didn't read the instructions. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so if you get the feeling, if you can relate, this episode is for you. I think you're going to be super encouraged uh, about this resource that's available to you. So my guest today is part of a fantastic company. I've gotten to hang out with uh, the crew from from this ministry. the, at, at two different conferences, um, we were pretty close to each other. One, we were side by side and had a good time throwing candy back and forth at each other. It was fun. But but Grant is from Playlister, uh, and it's Glass, right? Does Correct. That, all right. Woo-hoo. Grant Glass, uh, he is from Playlister. And uh, Grant, welcome to the KMC podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tom. I'm excited to chat through this. I think the topics we got uh, queued up to discuss are really going to help a lot of ministry leaders uh, who might be struggling or figuring out what to do to get more volunteers back in the building, to evolve their ministry, to attract more kids, to help more kids. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to chat, Tom. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to this too. So, hey, people may not know what Playlister is, but we'll talk about that in just a minute, but they, mm-hmm. they probably don't know who you are. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got uh, involved in, in ministry stuff and and uh, where you are in life right now. Yeah. So when I graduated college, I was a building substitute teacher for public school, Skiles Test in Indianapolis, Indiana, where I live. And uh, as the building sub, I would get to go into a different classroom every single day. So you'd have first grade, second grade, third grade, uh, and I'd get in there and sometimes the teacher would leave a lesson plan. Sometimes they wouldn't, and you'd have to wing it. Uh, So I got really good. Yeah, right. Those were fun days. Uh, I got really good at understanding what it's like to walk into an environment where you're going to stand in front of like 30 kids and have to teach them something. Yeah. And I learned a lot. You learn a ton doing that. Just people skills in general. uh, I almost think it should be a requirement for anybody that's a citizen of the United States to volunteer as a substitute teacher for a week. I think we'd have a lot more respect for teachers around the country Ooh, if that were the case. For sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For sure. 
And we're going to tie that back into volunteering at your church. So we're going to bookmark that idea. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's that's where I started out uh, after I was a substitute teacher for a little while. I started um, a company that made mobile apps, believe it or not. And uh, I partnered with my co-founder for Playlister, Kevin Smith. And uh, we started the, the company in 2012 and 2017. We were recognized by Apple as one of the top 100 developers in the world. Uh, we built several mobile apps that had millions of daily active users. And Kevin volunteers at his church. Uh, so Kevin, he uh, came to me uh, with the idea of Playlister uh, in late 2018. And he really described like the problems they were having at Northview Church, which is here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, that's how Playlister was created. So that's a little bit about me. And I think it kind of mm -hmm. segues into a little bit more about what, what Playlister is. Uh, and that's where I'm excited to kind of explain the story yeah. of how we created Playlister because I, it is built in a church and for a church. Cool. Cool. Well, before we get into that, we always start the KMC off with a why. So I'm curious what was your why behind this? Why, why did you get into this area of ministry? Yeah, I, you know, I think the why for me was understanding. It's kind of like the, the connecting tissues. Like I always had a passion for technology. And then I always, <laughs> my mom was a teacher for 30 years. And I really respected that. So you can see the impact uh, that you have on somebody's life as a teacher. When she passed away in 2012 at her uh, funeral, so many uh, grown-ups came that were kids yeah. in her class. Uh, and so you can kind of just see the impact. And they would tell you stories like, hey, I remember when Mrs. Glass taught me this or believed in me with this. And you know that you're having an impact. And I think that's what ministry leaders see just day in, day out. The job's so difficult, but you know you're having an impact. Mm. So I really believe you can now in today's age leverage technology to transform the teaching experience unlike in any other time in history. And it's got to be the right technology, right? So right. it's yes. going to require like, hey, I know what it's like being in a classroom of kids. I, I did it for several years and I know what it's like to build technology uh, and blending both of those expertise together to leverage that, to create an experience that then the kids can take and remember because you're like, hey, this was built for somebody who has been in your position before. Uh, that That's really the why behind mm. what we're doing. And it's like, hey, I've got two kiddos at home. Um, I just see the impact that we're having. And it's like, hey, if you're going to shepherd a new generation and to be leaders, uh, you have to uh, be thoughtful in yes. what you present to them, how you present it. And that's where technology yeah. comes into play because it can be your best friend or your worst enemy, depending on how you're <laughs> using it. That's for sure. And we're dealing with a, a, a digital native generation. Um, so not if we're not prepared for that, we're in big trouble. We're, we're going to become irrelevant to them um, because we're not going to learn how to speak their language. Um, so I think that's, that's a very powerful why. Um, great answer. So tell us about Playlister and what is it exactly? Because I think there might be a lot of people out here, unless you've been to a conference and you've walked by their booth, which then, then all of a sudden you're like, I, I said this to Grant off air. 
um because i said this to his crew when i first met him is where were you guys uh when i started 30 years ago uh which obviously there wasn't this kind of technology available but um man oh man i remember uh struggling in this area so tell us about playlister and what is it yeah so i, I want to tell a story to explain why we created playlister and I'll, through that story i'm gonna drop little descriptions of what it is so cool. In 2018, my co-founder, Kevin Smith, uh, he volunteered as uh, on the IT team at Northview Church. And Northview was building a new campus, and it was uh, up in the northern part of uh, like Carmel, Indiana. Yeah, I know where that's at. <laughs> and we were, so the church was building the new campus. There's about, I think there's like five or six kids' classrooms in it. And we were, we were getting quotes for putting in technology into the rooms so they could do presentations for all the classrooms. And the quotes were quite expensive. And Kevin, he came in and he said, hey, well, you know, instead of all this audiovisual equipment and all this like software and these expensive computers, I, I think I can build an app on an Apple TV that would do everything you need to do for a presentation for a fraction of the cost. And Kevin's a problem solver that way. He just sees <laughs> a problem that's inefficient and he just you know builds something as a true engineer would to solve a problem. And so he, he built Playlister and Playlister is an app that you install on the Apple TV. And then from your desktop computer, it's kind of like iTunes. You can program your curriculum, your playlist, and then send it to the app on the Apple TV. So you can build all this at home and then it instantly appears on the church on the Apple TV where you can present it with the Apple TV remote. So he built that and they, they used it inside of that campus. And it was a huge success. And he came to me and he showed it to me. Well, one of the side effects of having that Apple TV, it's kind of this way. Like, I don't understand why churches put in certain technology into a classroom. It's almost like, Tom, let's say you and I, we need to go to the grocery store. And it's like, all right. So we go out to my driveway, I open the garage, and there's an F-16 fighter jet sitting there. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, that's not what I need to get to the grocery store. Like, I, I, I probably need, like, just a basic car, uh, yes. not an F-16 fighter pilot. <laughs> Uh, a fighter jet. And, and that's what is typically installed in churches in a lot of rooms are just F-16 jets where yes. you've got teachers and volunteers coming in, getting in the cockpit. And be like, I don't, I don't even know how to fly this thing. I don't know what this uh -huh. button does. I don't know what that button does. You flip a button and an alarm starts to go off. So <laughs> you launch a missile. <laughs> yeah. It, it's all terrible. And yes. Yes. With Playlister, we built something that was simple. It's just like a bicycle, right? Hey, this is what this room needs. It's just a bike. You just get on and ride. So uh, he showed it to me. Kevin did. And he said, hey, my church really loves this. And me seeing the secondary effects of it, not just like, hey, it's more cost effective, but also it helps volunteers in the teaching experience because when I went in there and saw it in action, I said, you know what? I think other churches might use this. So I called the church that was down the street from Northview and they, they decided to invest in it. 
Uh, and then I called another church in Indiana, another one and another one. So we went from Northview Church in 2018 to now Playlisters used in 6,000 churches across the world. Wow. Uh, and some of the, the largest churches in the country utilize Playlister. And, and it just goes back to that experience in the classroom and the secondary effects of it's helping teachers, it's helping volunteers, it's helping kids get excited. Uh, it makes the kids pastor and IT team 10x more effective and efficient because what they were typically doing to get ready for a Sunday took hours and hours of very tedious work, which with now with Playlister, that is breaking down to where you can get really everything ready for the weekend and like seven to 15 minutes uh, from the comfort of your own living room, right? You don't even have wow. to go to the church. Yeah. So this was, uh, I think, uh, revolutionary because we just gave folks a tool that they needed. They didn't need the F-16 fighter jet. They needed a bicycle and we gave them the bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, again, where were you guys years ago when I was spending hours and hours, um, setting up, um, the curriculum, loading it into thumb drives or on other computers, um, I mean, one church I served in, we had multiple computers for every room that were plugged into TVs. And so I had, but I had to download the curriculum for each computer and, or, you know, then it got to be, you know, one church I served in had thumb drives. So we had to download all the thumb drives. I had to remember which thumb drive went with which classroom so I could plug it into the TV. And then again, like I said, people didn't know how to run it. Um, then we got into pro presenter, which, you know, for some people it's great. Other, you know, if you're techie and you've got people that are techie um, who can understand it, um, I told you off air. Um, I, I work in a church that has has um, pro presenter, and last Sunday I was just trying to add a, a memory verse slide into the presentation that had been set up, and I clicked on something and it changed the whole home screen. And now we honestly don't even know how to get it back to where it was before. <laughs> And nothing is in the right spot where it was. And it creates chaos on a Sunday morning because I did this on Sunday morning because I realized that it didn't get put in and I needed to add it the last minute. And we were, you know, five minutes from start time and trying to figure out how do we even get it back to the original so that we could use it. So a lot of leaders struggle with this kind of stuff. And I'm curious, what are some of the struggles that you've heard, um, that other leaders have struggled with and why is it such a problem sometimes? I mean, obviously you kind of mentioned it already. We're operating with F-16s and we need bikes. That, that was yeah. a good part. It, well, and that's part of it, right? You, you, Tom, you described a lot of tedious work, a lot of complex work. And we start with the F-16, which is really like ProPresenter. ProPresenter is great inside of uh, the, the, the main sanctuary Oh, you know, where the, the senior pastor is up there. That's fantastic. It's got lyrics. Um, it works really well in there. Well, what kind of strangely happened is it trickled out of there and into other places where it's, it, it didn't really belong. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's where you got overly complicated tech. So that, that's just one issue. So it's like, oh my gosh, in these rooms, sometimes you see these like bunkers that have all this technology in it. And oh. it's like, what are you doing in there? It's like, yes. you could do everything that's in that bunker uh, in, in with just a little Apple TV, the size of a hockey puck hooked up to the back yeah. of your TV running Playlister. So it's eliminating that. Crazy. That's yeah. one way 
that I think leaders are struggling. Another way you highlighted was the thumb drives. That, that just kills me because that happens a lot of churches. I, I've had customers send me pictures and videos of like <laughs> buckets of thumb drives. And they've got an IT uh, person that is driving these around to campuses and then collecting them. Then it's like, yep. where's the thumb drive? I don't know. You put it here. Yep. I must have left it in my car. We need to get this. Is this the right thumb drive? It's madness. That that process is mm. crazy. So Playlister completely eliminates that. Then another struggle area is uh, we have customers that are using DVD still. Uh, I don't even think they make DVD uh, players anymore. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> there's, just there's like, some out there still using VHS. I know it somewhere, yeah. somewhere in the country, <laughs> there's some VHS tapes going around somewhere. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. But no, yes, you're that's... right. CDs and DVDs are still in use, even though when a machine dies, you can't replace them. Yes. Yeah. Unless you go to an antique sale. Right. So we, we've got <laughs> ministry leaders are then, okay, you're supposed to, you know, go in there help the kids um, teach this lesson. And oh, by the way, here's a set of very complex, tedious problems you have to deal with to even get in the spot where you're in a, a have the ability to teach. And, and that's just not fair to the leaders, right? Give, yeah. Giving them a process that quite frankly is crippled, broken, ancient, you mm -hmm. name it, uh, is not acceptable because then at that point, you really can't connect with the kids. Uh, yes. And that's what was important to us at Playlister is one, we make something that um, good technology basically blends into the background mm. where it, it just becomes yeah. like a ubiquitous experience to the Sunday school environment where it's just almost like, oh, wow, that went just so great. It was seamless. <laughs> it's a lifesaver. Uh, that's what really we, we strive for with our technologies. And we've seen this like transform a lot of churches, not only from the teaching experience in the classroom, but also like getting it ready, which sometimes that falls on someone else's plate, like the IT director. Uh, so it can have ripple effects through your, your team. And I think right. that's where many leaders are, are struggling right now is just that um, one, they don't feel equipped or they're equipped with the wrong tools. And then two, like the technology that you use in the classroom has a direct impact on the kids and the volunteers. So you have to make it a very conscious choice of what you're deciding to do in the classroom because, you know, if I'm a volunteer and I come in and I say, hey, I'm excited to teach the kids. And you're like, great. Here's a list that is 15 steps on how to use this technology before you come in and teach the kids. You're like, well, that's scary. So I'm probably yeah. not going to volunteer again. They're not going to yeah. tell you that, but they're thinking. Right. It. Yes. Yes. And it's hard enough right now to find volunteers, especially post-pandemic. Every church is struggling with volunteers um, and, and getting new volunteers. And yes, I think technology scares some people. And they're like, I don't know how to do this. I Yeah, I want to be with the children. And and you are, you're, you're making a compromise. I like how you said that because you really are limiting what you can do. It's hard enough. We only have an hour you know, with some of these kids and then you're taking time out because you're fighting with the technology and, and trying to get it to work and, and to get it, you know, again, if you get off the, to get on the wrong playlist or mm -hmm. like, you know, we discovered because of my clicking, you, you could get on the wrong week of, of, of files and very easily. And 
it was, it, it took time away from what we were, we could have been doing. Um, and so I know, again, like I say, there's some leaders who are, you know, they're serving in a small or medium sized church where their team has been reduced. And so they're starting to struggle with this idea and they kind of feel like sometimes, well, obviously you look at ProPresenter and financially it's out of reach for some, most small churches and media, even some medium sized churches aren't going to put the budget into the equipment that it takes to run a program like that. Cause it's pretty mm-hmm. intense. Um, mm-hmm. the, the hardware you have to have, um, mm-hmm. to do it. Um, and you almost need a master's degree to run it <laughs> once <laughs> right. you do have it. So the fact that you, you described it as taking something, a little box, the size of a hockey puck and attaching it and running it off to me, I, I think already some leaders are going, all right, I want to know more about how to do this. So describe for that smaller church leader that feels like this kind of technology is out of reach, what they can do and, and maybe some ideas for them to help them, uh, get a better, a better attitude about technology in the, in the church. Yeah. From my experience. And one of the great things about what I get to do every day at Playlisters, I get to talk to pastors all over the world. And what I've gathered talking to smaller church leaders is there's really two blockers to tech coming into the classroom at churches. The first blocker is budget. We've talked about this and you just yep. noted on it. It's budget. Um, you know, I'm, I'm short um, budget. I don't have X, Y, and Z. And we understand that. That's why Playlister is one of the most cost-effective solutions out there. And then two, we've partnered with Orange Curriculum. And Orange Curriculum is very gracious to the small church and what they can buy in curriculum and invest in that. And when you get Orange Curriculum, uh, you also get a, a free Playlister screen for an entire year where you can test this out. And what we found, and I tell this to small church leaders is someone in your congregation probably has an Apple TV. They'll donate to the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a way you can immediately get up and running. Uh, and I, I think with the orange curriculum, they've got a trial too. I mean, there's several ways you can make this happen for a couple hundred dollars and somebody donating an Apple TV. Uh, So that's budget. The second one is more of a a dogmatic viewpoint of how I think uh, religion or the Bible should be taught. And this gets more into strategy, right? It's like, yeah, I understand you think that the curriculum or what your church is teaching at Sunday school should be taught this way because that's what you believe in. I got news for you. Uh, those kids probably aren't going to connect with that. I, I mean, they, they were born in like 2009, 2010, right. and, and you were born in 1979. <laughs> so there, there's a big difference in how they are taking in information. Yes. Uh, and you need to be cognizant of that. So it's this break of like, hey, if you're going to teach a certain way, you've got to understand what today's generation is used to. And then there's this secondary side effect. If if you're not incorporating technology into the classroom 
to teach your Sunday school curriculum, like videos, something the kids can take at home, there's a secondary effect. You're probably not going to attract more volunteers and you're probably not going to engage in the parents because they really don't have the materials they need to continue those lessons throughout the week. Yes. Because that all starts with technology. It's the distribution of the content. So if you're teaching X on Sunday, how easily can you access that content on Tuesday, on Wednesday? How easily can you communicate with the parents on Friday? Like it all goes back to tech. So it's like that dogmatic viewpoint of like, here's how we're going to teach. And it's going to be old school with no tech. And I'm going to do arts and crafts. Like I love arts (laughs) and crafts, right? I'm an arts and crafts guy. I like my kids to do that too. (laughs) And simply what I'm saying is you need to incorporate some level of technology because there's two laws in the universe. It's evolution. So things are either evolving or entropy. They're either breaking down. So a church gets put into that bucket. Like, okay, you've got the new generation. You need to evolve the way that you're communicating your lessons. That, that's just how it has to happen. If it's not doing that, then it's probably breaking down. There's atrophy. And more and more people are leaving your church. And guess where they're probably going? To a church that might be a block or two that is incorporating, uh, I think, innovative ways to reach out and teach the kids. Because my personal yeah. belief is, why do you pick a church that you're going to go to? Well, it's based off of the Sunday school and how much the kids like going to it because right. what convinces yes. you to go on Sunday? Are the kids excited to go or are they not? Yep. Like, there it yep. is. <laughs> Very true. Very true. I mean, there, there's research that shows that, that that's a, a huge thing for parents is they've got to know that their kids love where they're going. And, and that, that leads me to a really good a part of the topic that I wanted to talk with you about too, because I think, you know, the big struggle and, and research, I've been diving into the research that Barna and Awana have done about discipleship in the church and in this whole idea of connecting church and home. And we already know, I mean, I think most children's leaders, if they haven't, and some of them may not like this, but I'll, I'll tell it. I mean, I saw people that listen to the podcast know I say it like I mean it and like I believe it is, is that look, if all you're doing to connect church and home is handing out a take home. I'm telling you, the only thing that does is line the floor of a minivan. Um, mm-hmm. Minivans have the cleanest carpets ever because, and especially Christian families that church going families is because the kids come home and they add another layer every Sunday um, because that's exactly where those take-home pages end up. Um, they're, they're floor liner. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, they're not, parents aren't using them. We, we, we tried during the pandemic to send some of those kind of things home and parents just didn't do it. But something like this, you guys have, and it caught my eye as I was looking over your website, uh, a way to connect the church and home digitally. And I would love for you to share about how that works and what it looks like, because I think if we're going to, if we're going to set parents up to win during the week, which is what we should be doing. If we truly believe in say parents are the primary faith givers, then we've got to equip and resource them with something that's simple, easy, something they can build right into their weekly rhythm without a lot of stress, not like piling on another thing and another thing and another thing. And I felt like when I first saw this, I was like, Oh, here's something that wouldn't feel like piling on. It's something that they could naturally use. Uh, And so I'd love to hear more about what you guys are doing to to allow parents to use the curriculum at home um, through Playlister. Yeah. When you build a playlist in Playlister, uh, it pops up 
in the classroom at the church. Uh, you can click a button and that whole playlist, all the videos, all the graphics, everything is generated into a share URL. That share URL, you can then send out the parents via text message, email, then they can click it uh, or tap it on any device and it plays the entire lesson. So we, in, uh, we built this in 2020 during the pandemic uh, because most churches shut down. And they needed a way to get the curriculum out there. Uh, what has been amazing is that leaders continue to use this one to engage with parents and then two to also get volunteers ready. So it's it goes back to what I said when I was a substitute teacher. I'd walk in there and some of the, the teachers didn't leave any sort of lesson plan for me at all. Yeah. And that's terrifying. And then I always <laughs> thought like, oh, man, I don't want to go back into that classroom. Like I had to really wing it that day. And that's what you're setting up your volunteers for. Yeah, so when you're right. building something in Playlister, we automatically give you a link you can share with families so they can have a discussion every single day of the week about what they learned at Sunday school and they can access it on any device. Uh, where I'm sure like listeners to the podcast are well aware of their kids' habits on all of their devices. <laughs> uh, that's where they're looking at. So yeah. hey, guess what? Now the content appears there. And then two, you can get volunteers really prepared for Sunday. Hey, here's a link. Here's everything you're going to present on Sunday. Just spend five minutes looking through it. As a volunteer, that's so much more empowering. You're going to feel ready to go in to the classroom yes. and really rock it. And yeah. it's funny, like even today, a lot of Playlister customers are like, oh my gosh, I never really thought of that. Like you think it's intuitive to like give your volunteers the lesson beforehand, yet it's something that I think was just so hard to do in the past. It, it just gets glossed over like, oh, I can't do that. Like how, the, how in the world am I going to get them a thumb drive? <laughs> like, so now yeah, it's yeah. just like a link. You can text them like, hey, take a look at this. They can pop it open on their iPhone. They can watch all the videos. Uh, and then they're all set and they're ready to rock and roll. So it, it, it has been, I think, a, a breath of fresh air for Playlister customers. And guess what, Tom? this feature is free to everybody. So a small church can come in and use Playlister uh, and maybe they don't have the capital to invest in an Apple TV in the classroom. Well, you can use the share link for absolutely free. So you can create an account, wow. you can build playlists and then you can generate these links and send it out to people and all that. That's all completely free. That is so cool. I just had this idea pop into my head. I've always tried to tell the leaders, I think it'd be very cool to front load parents for the weekend. So you could easily take a few minutes and create a small snippet of what you're going to be teaching on that upcoming Sunday and send that out as a link to parents so that they're aware of what you're teaching. Oh man. Yeah. I could see so many uses for this. Um, well, I'll Tom, that's really I'm glad you pointed that out. So in the height of the shutdown, uh, we had probably about 5,000 churches using the capability to send out the share link to families at home. And we saw in the analytics that over half a million people were watching these lessons Friday evening. Wow. So, so there was this, oh, wow, a lot of people access this content like Friday after school, uh, Saturday morning. Okay. Uh, Saturday morning cartoons. Well, guess what? Saturday morning, you're, you're up, you're in front of a TV, like, Hey, this is what you're going to learn 
at church tomorrow. Yeah. So there are these time periods in the day where we're like, huh, Friday night kind of makes sense. Saturday morning. Okay. Turns out a lot of families want to view this content at these times when they're together as a family. Right. So I I think church leaders need to start to incorporate and evolve their mindset of like, oh, it's just happening on Sunday. It's not. Uh, And here, here are the times that are happening. And that's where when you partner with Playlister, we like provide these, these tools and saying like, Hey, this is how simple it is to create it. And guess what? Here are best practices. You probably need to send this out like Friday. Uh, If not the families, definitely the volunteers. Yes, man. I love it. I love it. Well, now I can see why you wrote, there was a blog post about developing a, a dynamic relationship between parents and small group leaders. Uh, um, give us a few tips that you've learned with, with this kind of thing. Obviously, something like that is a very powerful tip to say, hey, if you were to use this, you could set up your Sunday to make it even better by sending this out and challenging families to watch this before they come to church on Sunday. Um I mean, that just gets the kid's heart ready mentally um, to, to be ready to learn and to dig in. I think it, it would make Sundays even more effective instead of telling parents after the fact what you taught, um, you're, you're setting them up for something to come into. Um, but tell us a little bit about that blog post and, and uh, just some ideas that you have of, of saying, hey, this is how you can really build that relationship between church and home. Yeah, building the relationship between parents, small group leaders, or just parents and kids ministry is critical to the success of your church. I would say it's the most critical item to the success of your church. That's right. Amen. Um, uh, some senior pastors might not jive with that, but hey, <laughs> that that is pretty much the reality. And that's coming from a parent of a five and six-year-old. I'm going to church because my kids want to go to church um, because there's a play area and uh, you know, Miss Susan's really nice and she has great volunteers. That's where it starts at. So in my blog post, I outline many reasons. The top reason that I would love for churches to act on today is volunteering, getting every single parent you can to come in and volunteer. Well, you're like, Grant, how, how in the world am I going to do that? <laughs> Uh, it, the, um, in Israel, uh, the, as a citizen, you have to volunteer in the military. So you have to, and I think as a church in the kids ministry, you should really create this mindset of every parent needs to volunteer at least once a year. And to me, that starts with incorporating the right tools, uh, to your ministry where, I, you know, it changes the game when you got a parent that comes in on a Sunday and sees all the kids and how excited they get. Uh, and it makes that parent feel like they're making a difference. Yeah. So it's really saying as like, as parents come in, it's like, Hey, what would you be comfortable volunteering as? Like, do you want to present? It's really super simple. We've got like videos. You just sit up there and you, here's, you click this, like using something like, you know, like playlister or you can pass out snacks or we do uh, a craft at the end of it and you can come in and help the kids do a craft. It's really being very purposeful about Mm -hmm. getting those parents in to volunteer. And that's what we did even when I was um, a building sub is getting parents more involved where they're coming into the school and seeing the kids in that environment. Uh, It has an impact when they can link an experience 
to a physical space. So if the parents experience what you're doing on Sunday to the area in which you're doing it, it makes them then more likely to volunteer again, more likely to come to church more. So it all is predicated on that. And I know a lot of leaders are like, okay, how can we get them into small groups? Um, Or, you know, a new family coming to church, how can we get them into small groups? How can we get them to just come again? Uh, And my big thing that I advocate for is get them to come volunteer in the the kids area because, uh, you know, I don't know one parent that doesn't love coming into the kids area because, you know, there's something magical that's happening in there on a Sunday morning. It's like, who doesn't want, I mean, you just it <laughs> uplifts your soul. Yes. <laughs> yeah. to walk out of there and be like, Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, it fills up the cup, man. And I, I think that's where uh, church leaders uh, just doing that um, can be very, very successful. I love it. I mean, I think it's important. I mean, I've shared on this podcast before, you know, I used to give my, my regular school year, small group leaders two months off in the summer. Um, and we staffed it with families, with parents mm-hmm. and we challenged them that, look, these leaders are investing in your kids throughout the school year. Um, we had, we had very faithful. We had a lot of leaders that served every week. Um, cause they could come to one service, go to one service kind of thing. And, and not every church can do that. I get that. And so sometimes we had leaders that were bi-weekly or once a month. That's fine. But but we basically said, yeah, we want to give you two months to just relax and rest and rejuvenate and just attend worship. Um, and and so we told parents, look, we need you to step up and and we're, we're expecting you to do it. Um, we know you volunteer in your kids' little league and soccer programs and all those kind of things. You can you can give a Sunday or two throughout the summer to bless the small group leaders that are always pouring in. And it shows your kids that what this is, is so important um, that you're putting value into it for them because you value it enough that you show up on a Sunday morning to minister to other kids too. Um, And obviously you want families to invest in your kids. So invest in someone else's kids too. It just makes it more powerful. It's what the faith community is all about. Um, and, uh, yeah, it worked, it worked tremendously. It was a lot of work, uh, for my volunteer coordinator and myself, but it was worth it. Uh, especially the first, the first year was a real grind second and third, fourth years. It became so much easier because parents expected and knew that was part of our DNA as a church that we were going to ask them to come and, and, and serve in the summer. And it really did. And we did, we got small group leaders out of it in the fall. Some of them stuck around, uh, and it was fabulous that way. So. So Grant, thank you. Thanks for, for sharing some of that with us. And so where can people, if they want to dig in and look at price lister, price lister, that was good. <laughs> Playlister, I'm looking at your website when I said yeah. that, um, where, where can they go to, to find out more information about it and learn um, how it can work for them? Yeah. So you can visit www.playlister.app. So it's .app. Also, if you subscribe to Orange Curriculum and go into uh, their portal, you can see a button that says link with Playlister. All Orange Curriculum subscribers get one screen of Playlister for free for a year. So that offer is still going to be available for about 30 more days. So I encourage anybody that is an Orange subscriber that's listening to this, check it out. Uh, And You can also find us if you just search for Playlister on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, And 
if you're curious about it, set up a time. We can walk you through the tool over a yeah. Zoom call and we can kind of chat through best practices. We even like to show folks that come that are curious uh, what a Playlister account looks like for a church similar to their size, because we do have churches that are small that just have one Playlister screen. And then we have churches uh, like Church of the Highlands that has uh, well over a hundred plus Playlister screens. So it, it scales to <laughs> however larger churches or smaller churches, yeah. uh, we, we know you can use Playlister. That is fantastic. So listen, you guys, I've watched this. I've checked it out myself. Um, I'm telling you, uh, this can save you a lot of hours. And, and to me, it's a matter, I look at it as stewardship. I would much rather take a few minutes, set this up, like I said, I can be watching Survivor and have my playlister list right. set up, loaded, <laughs> set up, done. And then I'm using my ministry time to pour into my team, pour into kids, uh, do what I love to do best. Um, and certainly loading thumb drives is just torturous. Uh, why would you want to keep doing that? I do not know. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> uh, That's right. Like I said, after, after try, I mean, man, oh man, I, I remember having a leader get mad at me because I put the wrong thumb drive in the wrong TV. Um, I switched <laughs> to classrooms and they loved it. No, they didn't. Um, <laughs> Why yeah, that thumb anyway. drive? Where's the right thumb drive? Well, yes. it's in John's car. Well, where's John's yep. car? <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. I, I had, well, there was, there was a week I even forgot to put the thumb drives in and they were all yeah. on my desk there um, it is. and I was there teaching and people were like, where's the thing? Yeah. So don't do it. People <laughs> just, just go sign up for playlister, um, save yourself some stress. So, Hey, <laughs> thanks man for, for taking yeah. time out of your busy week, uh, to, to record this with me. And, and I hope people will go check playlister.app. We'll put it in the show notes, uh, so that, uh, uh, people can go check it out and get just sign up for a free demo. They're not going to twist your arm. These guys are great. Um, they they will just present it to you and then let you make up your mind. So, um, so all right. Well, thanks, man. And yeah, uh, thank you, Tom. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective podcast. We hope that you'll stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.